Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We at Clarion Call Christian Center are delighted that you chose to listen to our worship service. Each of our pastors endeavor to preach the word of God with clarity to your spirit. So let us enter the service already in progress. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you have done thus far in this service. Pray, God, that I decrease and you increase. And God, to use me to speak to your people today. God, you to bless this ministry in a mighty, mighty way, God. Lift her up higher. Don't let any weapon that come prosper. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Everyone say amen. You may have your seats. I won't prolong the time, but we God has already blessed. I, I, I was saying when they had the prayer and the song service going on, I said, God, already we can just have benediction. Take up my offering. I, I did that one day at school. Somebody was saying something so profound, I said, now we just pass the plate around now. <laughs> While y'all in the spirit of liberty. But God love and cheer forgive you. You feeling good now. You can take up my offering. I'm just being comical. Amen. But we thank God for Jesus. We thank God for Pastor Ross and Pastor Kesey and Pastor Foster. He's absent to the Deacon Brothers and all the ministers, the musicians. Give them a great big hand. Amen. You know how people grab this microphone. We come up, we make up words from songs. And they fought, they, they had to catch up with them and follow right along with everybody, whoever got it. You know, we do that in the church. Amen. But be good though. It still turned out good. Amen. I heard um, what name, brother Reynolds, Mike Reynolds, say we can have 80 songs with the same tune. <laughs> That's how we do. Amen. Praise God. You have your Bibles. Praise God. And thank God for the mothers. I forgot to mention them and the deacon. I, I think I called them and all the sisters and brother, the children. Sister Sammy, amen. Thank God for you being back there on the door, amen. Thank God for everybody in respect of the school teachers and the Sunday school teachers. We thank God for everybody. I don't want to overlook or look over anyone. Thank God for our visitors we have in here today. We thank God for most of all for Jesus. When two or three gather together in his name, say, I'll be in the midst. Hallelujah. We thank God for Jesus. If you have your program you want to write down, the subject for the day is be like John. Be like John. And I got some subtopics that I'm going to cover because we're going to talk about this. You know, you look in the Bible and there are a lot of biblical characters that we can talk about. And many of them, many, many, many. But we're going to narrow down what John said in the word, how God used him. And I think at one point you do some reference and research, you find out that's the disciple Jesus loved. So that, that one reason you want to what? Be like John. Hallelujah. First, we're going to start with some passages from John and a couple more supporting passages to carry on the theme today. We're talking about the theme will be the purifying hope. The subject is be like John, but the theme will be hope. Purifying hope. That's the life lesson we want to have. We get, in order to survive these days we're living in, the last days, we have to have hope. Amen. Amen. If you have your word, please open in 
to 1 John, the second chapter. We're going to read verse 28 through 29. And step over into the third chapter, right following that verse. Because it seems like they should be one. They shouldn't have not. I don't know why they divided it, but it goes right together. Verse 1 through 3. you're writing down, write down John, the 14th chapter, verses 1 through 6. So you don't want to be, I'm getting your notes now, amen. <laughs> We're going to begin once you are finished recording your notes, reading from Saint, well, 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. When you have it, say amen. I know you're still writing. I'm looking, I see you're still looking down. Amen. That's fine. I'm going to be patient and wait. Amen. <clears throat> Write down one more verse. 1 John 2, verse 6, in that same chapter. You have that say amen. Chapter 2, verse 6, 1 John. When you have it, say amen again. Sister Marlena, read that for me. Verse 6. Do you have it? Not yet. Who have it? He that says he abides in him. Mm -hmm. It's a very short verse talking about if you abide in him, you should be like him. Amen. Amen. It's a call for Christ-like living. That's what that verse is basically saying. A call, clarion call, for Christ-like living. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, John shares three incentives for a Christ-like life. And these all combined make up the purifying hope that John had and we did this because we know that one day very soon the return of Christ is central to this hope amen John had recorded the Lord's promise in verse chapter 14 verses 1 through 6 it's turned there right quick and it says let not your heart be troubled Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will. Somebody say, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also and where I go ye know and the way you know Thomas said unto him Lord we do we know not whether thou goest 
how can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. That's verse 7. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. See, we have this hope because we know that Jesus has gone away and prepared a place for us. And in my father's house, there are what? Many mansions. He has a place set up just for you. Look at somebody say, just for me. My father's house has many mansions. He has a place set up just for me. And we're going to be like John. We're going to believe what John is saying, that God went and prepared a place for us. And we're going to believe, like John, that Jesus said, I am the way. Now, many, many denominations in this country, in the world, matter of fact, and other people claiming to be the way. And some people may say, why such a narrow view? How can that be the only way to the kingdom of God? But Jesus said, I am the way. Because God, Jesus is God. And he's man also. He came down and dwelt on this earth. And we come to celebrate him every year. Some people like CMEs. You know, you heard the denomination CMEs? But some people only go to church on Christmas, Mother Day, and Easter. <laughs> Somebody get that later. But we want to what? We want to be no seasonal saints. Amen. We want to give God the glory every time the door opens. We want to be like David said, I was glad when he said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And the return of Christ is simple, is central to this hope. How many of you know he's coming back? So it's central to our hope. We are holding on, even though sometimes we feel like this world may end tomorrow with so much bad news we see in the TV and in the press. So much things are happening around our lives and the community we live in and the community we drive in and the stuff we see in the news, children are being so violent now in schools and everything, so much hate. But we know that the central, uh, the central thing is hope. We need to hold on to our hope, amen. amen. And we need to encourage others, amen, with hope. One night in Bible study, I said we ought to be like hope dealers, dope dealers, pushing hope, amen. Right, the dope pushes, and some people say dope is a good word. But I hear the children say, that's dope. I said, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm catching on, amen. I'm thinking about like some of y'all think you hear the word dope, you're thinking about the ugly, negative meaning, the drug, amen. That's what I be thinking, but then I hear the children say, that's dope. I said, what you talking about? I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have any dope, amen. <laughs> so I'm a school teacher, and I hear all kinds of slang terms. Somebody talking about you flexing. I said, the children laugh. Y'all don't, the old folks, they're, they're smiling, but they don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, young folks, when Patrick, them, you know, you heard the word flexing. You say, I, they know what it means. Praise God. And they tell me that. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I, I, I'm still learning. Amen. Amen. I still have hope in Jesus Christ because he's on his way back. We learned that. John recorded the Lord's promise in, in this 14th chapter of St. John. It's a promise that God said he go and prepare the place. That's a promise for it. And he got it set up waiting for you. Amen. Yeah. And we not, should not let our heart be troubled. 
We shouldn't be stressed out and perplexed because Jesus is on his way back. Amen. Amen. Let not your heart be. Look at somebody and say, let not your heart be troubled. He said this time of year, a lot of people, a lot of people uh, pass away because they just give up this time of year, this season. They just give up because they lose all hope. But don't let your heart become troubled. And you say these words to somebody because somebody needs this word, amen? amen? And you need to share the word. Tell them, let not the heart be troubled. Put your hope and your strength and desires in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then later on, John wrote the book of Revelation. And he tuned his heart to this truth. Now, why John chose this type of lie? Because three reasons. And the same reason that you should adapt. Number one, because he didn't want to be ashamed. Turn to chapter uh, 2 again, verse 28. Take my time to talk to you. Chapter 2, verse 28. Sister Johnson, you have to read it for me. And now, I'm talking instructions now. May I share some instructions to all of us, for me, you, everyone in the room. Read on. And now, little children, abide in him. And when he shall appear, you may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. See, that's why John decided I want to be pure. I want to be holy. I want to be Christ-like. Because he didn't want to be ashamed. Amen. Because he's coming back. And when he appear, we shall be like him. Can I get an amen? amen. Read on. Now, if you know that he is right, so we're talking about Jesus. Read on. All right. Now, verse 1 of chapter 3, we're flowing on through this bridge right now. This, this is should be one unit right here, but we're going to make it one today, even though it's separated by verse and chapter. Verse 1, read on. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, mm. that we should be called, that we should be called the sons of God. Yes. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Yes. Yes. And it, do, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know mm. that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Yes. That's a strong, powerful word right there. You should say, I want to be just like John in this word right here, because I don't want to become ashamed. And Jesus left us a promise in St. John 14, verses 1 through 3. And then we also hear the promise given by angels in Acts verse chapter 1 and 1. He said, I, when you see me go, I'm coming back again. He's coming back again. That's a promise. And then he promised of Paul in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 through 18. We're talking about he coming back for his church. Amen. The bridegroom is coming back, and he's coming back for his bride. Will you be ready? Amen. Because he's on his way back. Christ will come. When we least expect it, some people are going to be caught unaware. Yes, yes. He will return in a moment. Some will be ashamed. Some will be caught in acts of sin. Because yes. you don't know when he may come. He may come back when you, you decide to do what the flesh say. Because the flesh is always, we are, is always present in us. Amen. Amen. 
and you're going to obey the flesh or the spirit. Don't be caught in the acts of the sin. You know what sin is. Amen. Many have minds filled with evil thoughts. I was listening to the radio while waiting for my wife. You know, I'm sitting in the car as usual <laughs> while she's shopping. So I'm sitting there. I decided to turn to the channel. I heard this radio broadcast, and he shared a story about how there's a book out. And I tried to write it down, and they sell it in that Walmart. And also, you can get it from Amazon if you have an account with them. It's talking about how children can be given instruction how to conjure up spirits. Evil things, evil thoughts. They even have a new show on TV now called Evil. And you let all that get on the inside. Whatever you soak up inside, you got to be careful what you're absorbing. You got to guard your heart. Kind of get an Amen. So that you won't be ashamed. And some people, you can read their thoughts. Some people know, I want to be a mind reader. I don't think you want to be. You don't know what's on some people's mind. You know what kind of evil thoughts they have in their, in their head. And this book is available for 5 to 10-year-olds. And they're trying to attack our children and get evil things. They, can, they got instruction on how to do the chants. You're calling this speaker on the radio. And they can be teach the children how to do these type of chants and, and got the lines they repeat and conjure up demons. Do we need that? No. So we ch parents be aware of what your children are soaking up on the internet and soaking up in books and songs they hear where they have their little things in the ear with no wires to it. What do you call it? Little <laughs> <laughs> Earbuds. No, they have to be wireless now. Amen. I'm walking around with child. I'm talking to the child. Child ain't even hear a word I'm saying. I'm just talking. It's standing like a zombie. Because you listen to what the, the little things in the ear. We call them Q-tips, whatever we call them. <laughs> they ain't bigger, too bigger than a Q-tip. Got $200 worth of Q-tips in the ear. But they're not hearing a word you're saying, but you got to tell them to unplug them things and you speak to them. Like I, I was so moved this morning when Lord, the Lord led Pastor Ross and calling up the families and seeing how God was using the parents and the grandparents to pray for their children. That I was so moved in the spirit. I felt the presence of God. How many of you felt the presence this morning? Amen. 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 Some of, we used to sing a song, Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Yes. I can feel mighty power. I can feel I saw that this morning. Surely. Thank you for that. Amen. 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 Because that's what you want to feel. God is a spirit. And he that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. And that's what we ask every person to experience that power and that grace. Feel the angel's wing. Feel the freshness of the 
the wind, because he'd be in the atmosphere. But if you standing there, can't feel anything, you have to press your way and don't be ashamed. Just press your way to be like John. Somebody said be like John. Or sometimes things like well, I mentioned earlier will make you ashamed, not feel his presence, like different things. You can be caught in the acts of sin, minds filled with evil thoughts, and words that will grieve our Lord. Don't speak them. Those things can cause you not to feel the presence of the Lord. John intended to live clean and not be ashamed. Second reason, because he appreciated his position. That's in verse 3, chapter 3, verse 1. Two things John can find word to express. And we said the love of God in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. You're in that position right now. You're, a part of, you're in the world, but not a part of the world. But God so loved the world. When you was in sin, he sent his only begotten son. And we're going to have communion today to remember that. And his son gave his life. And then you're in the position he gave you. His life for you and I. Amen. So we should not be as come ashamed. We should not be forgetful and forget the position that God has placed in him through the promise of the death of his son that we may have eternal life. Yeah. That's why another incentive to what? Give God glory. Yeah. That should be incentive enough to give God praise. Yeah. You're not doing a performance-based type activity just to impress God. But you're doing because God had what God has done, not because you're trying to get saved, but because you are saved. Kind of get an amen. amen. You can't purchase your way into heaven, but you can just give God honor and praise for what he has done. Are you ready to be used just like John? He wanted to live worthy of his position. He wanted to live like a child of the king. Look at somebody say, I'm a child of a king. So we be walking around like that, looking like you've been sucking on a lemon all the time. You're a child of the king. A person that sucks on a lemon can't do nothing but frown up. You say good morning to them, they say, hmm. Like the sun in the eye, frowning up, amen. Got a sour look on their face. But you're a child of the king. So look at, say, look at someone next to you and say, I'm a child of the king. I'm going to act like I'm a, I'm a king kid. Amen. You want to be like John? That's what John adopted these reasons why he want to hold on to this hope. How he, why he want to be like Christ. Like He was a simple fisherman, and, but he was a child of the most high God. He wanted to live a life like a child of the king. He was ready for the world's rejection. And his main desire was to be like Jesus. As long as you hold on that desire, you know, no one is perfect. But you still got that desire. When you're making mistakes, remember that I heard a song writer says, when you make mistakes, the devil sees your mistakes. And he learns from your mistakes. You should be the one learning, not the devil. Amen. Because he know what to come at you next time with if you don't learn from it. Because you're going to repeat the same mistake. Amen. One thing I can say about David, David did this, David did that. But David learned from his mistakes. So you won't have to repeat from your mistakes. No one in here is perfect. But we should be learning from our mistakes. Amen. Yeah. He wanted to live like a child of king. His desire did not change to be like Jesus. And lastly, because he anticipated a personal meeting with Christ. How many of you anticipate? What I mean by anticipate, you, you anticipate what it's going to be like Christmas morning. 
Some people got anticipation with great desires that they got great expectation. When you know you anticipate what the paycheck gonna look like, Amen. Make you feel good. Think about I'm glad when payday come. How many of y'all thinking like that? Amen. <laughs> you know you do. I'm glad when payday come. But payday, look at somebody. We just sang a song called Payday. It's coming after a while. There were, there were, that's all John is saying. Payday is coming to why. That's his, his anticipation to have a personal meeting with Christ. A payday is coming after a while. He then he would be like Jesus in verse 2 through 3. He wanted to live as close to Christ as possible. He longed to see his Savior. How many of you long to see your Savior today? Because you know payday is coming after a while. This hope kept him pure. This hope kept him pressing when he feel like giving up. This hope that payday is coming, that he going to keep on marching on and not turn around. And look at somebody and say, I come too far to turn around now. This hope, has the hope of Christ's return changed you? When you first didn't, didn't know him, but now you know that he's coming back, he brought a change in your life. Now, are you ready for the Lord's return today? Amen. Well, look at somebody and say, I want to be ready. I want to be getting ready. I want to be ready. Turn to Hebrews, last little close, closing. I just wrote this down. How many of you seen Kanye West's video? If you would, you can YouTube it. And he sang, they have a song that kind of like stayed in my spirit since I saw it about a month or two ago. And the song is called My Soul is Anchored. My Soul is Anchored. And I was listening to the world, his choir singing that song. And you know, sometimes I'm not trying to pass judgment on the Kanye West. We all got history. Amen. Everybody here got some history. And people let you know your dark side. They don't, they don't forget what you done when you was walking in the dark. But they'll remind you and let you know how you used to be in the, in the 80s, in the 70s, in the 60s. Some of y'all don't know about the 60s, amen. Y'all too young, amen. <laughs> amen. But everybody got some dark. Now turn to uh, Hebrews 6, chapter, verse 18. I'm going to be closing with this verse. Verse 18. Sister John, you got it? Read it for me. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, he might have a strong consolation. We are fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. There go that word again, hope. Read again, read on. Thank you. We have, um, want you to leave this thought that your soul is anchored because of what Jesus did. He rent the veil of the temple. And we read in here really basically need a teaching on the Holy of Holies. How he went behind the veil and made 
it's acceptable to us so that he won't have to keep going. The priest had to go in the holies of holies once a year to atone for the sins of the people. But now we don't have to practice that ritual now like the Jews did back in the day. But because Jesus, he did it all when he died on the cross for our sins. And we have our soul anchored because of what Jesus has done. We have that hope anchored in what Jesus has done for our lives. We ought to rejoice and be glad for what Jesus has done. That's why John said, I'm going to purify myself through this purifying hope. Because I know what Jesus has done for me. What he did for everyone. Those that once were sinners now are called sons of God. Everybody stand. This is a teachable lesson right there in Hebrews. But I'm not going to go through and unwrap it right now. But I want you to receive the fact that you can be like John and knowing that you don't have to be ashamed. You have to be caught up in sin's acts. You want to be ready when Jesus comes back again. That entire chapter, verse chapter 3, through there outlines some specific and explicit things that you should avoid to living a Christ-like life. It's very explicit. It tell you plainly how you should live and how you should have your desire to be pleasing in God's eyesight. Not just in man when some preacher shows up to the house, everybody go to hide and stuff. Why that man or that woman coming over my house? Jesus should be already in there, Amen. He sees everything you do. Amen. You have no reason to be ashamed. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I want to be like Christ. Lift your hand toward heaven and say, Lord, make me holy. Because I can't make it by myself. See, in St. John, we didn't go through the whole chapter 14. And we say, you're going to prepare a place for some people. How can we make it? He said, I won't leave you comfortless. I will send a comforter to you. Somebody that, somebody that can help you fight the flesh. And you need the Holy Ghost to fight the flesh. Because the flesh is what makes you weak. It makes you give up. It makes you stay home out of church. and It, it makes you tired when you start reading the Bible. It makes your eyes get weary. But I'm coming to tell you, don't get weary. Don't give up. Keep holding on in God's unchanging hand. Hallelujah. Every head bowed. Father, we thank you for the word today. We want to be like John in this attributes that he displayed in the word of God today. We want to be like him because he want to be like you. And we know that you are soon to return. going to help us to be ready when you come. And God be accepting to the promise of that mansion you have set, you have prepared for us, oh God. And we don't want to be caught on in things doing things that will make us ashamed. We want to be ready, God. We want to be doing what you have us to do. And God, don't come and catch us with our works undone. God, we thank you for the position you place us in the kingdom. We thank you for that, God, because you didn't have to do it, but you did. And we thank you, God, knowing that one day we're going to meet you in the sky. This world is not our home. And we know that you're on your way back. And God, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name.
everyone stay in this. We at Clarion Call Christian Center thank God that you worship with us. We are located at 213 Green Street in the city of Warner Robins, Georgia. Feel free to join us at any of our scheduled services or fellowships. They are worship service each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Sunday school, second and fourth Sundays at 9 a.m. Bible study every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Women of the Kingdom Sisterhood Fellowship every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Remember that you are a value to the kingdom of God. Be blessed.